You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angel. Welcome to Locked On Angels. Keep it locked. Locked on. We're locked on, sir. Locked On Angels. Why, hello there, all you Angel fans. Welcome in to your week-starting episode of Locked on Angels. I am your host, Patrick Zajac. Welcome again to your Daily in Angels update. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, LockedOnSports.com, LockedOnAngels.com, where you can find the main show website. I am minor league play-by-play man and a first-row rider of the emotional sports roller coaster that is angels baseball well i mean can you be mad at the series victory i think you can be when it still puts you a game behind the mariners at series end i mean we're going to talk about where the angels stand with the mariners a little bit i do want to get into some shohei otani news and then since we didn't get to it friday due to some technical difficulties which i apologize for have them uh, seemingly figured it out now so um want to make sure that we get to your mailbag questions from before the weekend um, and answer all the questions that you guys had. So starting off, I mean, quick discussion about the weekend series. Angels took two out of three. Yeah, you'd like to see the Angels certainly sweep the Orioles, but at the same time, man, the Mariners keep winning. I think they've won seven in a row now. And now the Angels find themselves 11 games back, which poses the question. You're at July 2nd now. Fast approaching the All-Star break. Is it even worth bringing back Shohei Otani at this point? Certainly not on the mound, I don't think. But, man, you're getting to the point where this season is becoming a lost cause. And quickly. And I just don't see any path to contention, barring... Back-to-back sweeps handed to the Mariners before the All-Star break here. I'm I'm just wondering where the good play is going to come from. And if you're able to now, in less than half of a season, make up this amount of ground. And like I said, it's going to have to come basically sweeping the Mariners. You play the Mariners nine times this month. Now you're resigned to pretty much beating them seven out of those nine times. At the very least, six. We talked about it in the last episode um, before the weekend, I, I think I talked about it back in Wednesday's episode, is now you're forced to win every single series that you play against the Mariners at the very least if you want to get back into this race. It's it's tough sledding, man. I don't know if the Angels can do it based on their play as of right now. Yeah, you take two out of three against the Orioles. We'll find out starting this week, right? Because after the off day, they'll take on the Mariners and the Dodgers before the All-Star break. So we'll get a good look at just where this team is at. Um before before the trade deadline. And I think what I want to do later this week um, on either Wednesday or Friday's episode is come up with a true selling plan if that's the, the way that the Angels are going to go towards. I want to come up with something that the Angels can do to sell off some of their assets and build towards next season and the season after that. Of which Assets of which there aren't that many as I sort of pointed towards um, in the last episode. But Man, let's talk about the news of Shohei Otani, right? We get the news, we get the update on Shohei Otani that he's been cleared to resume 
taking batting practice and live batting practice and all that. And by all accounts, there's a chance that he plays in the Mariners series uh, in the batter's box, of course, as the DH back in the lineup, which maybe it's still worth it right now. He's going to be reevaluated another two and a half weeks to see if coming back on the mound is even a point. Um, and the the main talking point for the Angels and the rest of the front office when releasing news of Shohei Otani is that hitting a baseball doesn't put that stress on your UCL. So there isn't a risk of further damage from everything that's been reported with Shohei Otani swinging a bat. That's the good news. He might be back in the lineup, which is sorely needed to this point. Uh, but the starting rotation is still in shambles. Hopefully you also get Garrett Richards back. It looks like we had a rehab start at Inland Empire and through, uh, through right around 60 or 70 pitches. And if he's back, at least your series for the Mariners series, your rotation is lining up Heaney, Richards, Skaggs. You're going to throw your three best healthy guys out there and see what happens. Maybe you pick up a sweep and hopefully get right back in it. Two out of three would be nice, but it still only gets you within 10 games of the Mariners who are absolutely on fire. But Shohei Otani, is it worth it, man? I don't know. I don't know at this point. Is it worth it just shutting him down? I guess if there's no further risk of injury to that UCL, it does you no harm in putting him in the lineup. But at this point, I, I know Billy Epler in the front office know what they're doing, and, and I fully entrust those guys considering they know Shohei Otani better than anyone in Major League Baseball, bringing him back along with this sort of injury that can spiral out of control quickly. Because let's not forget, if it ends up him needing Tommy John surgery, that's not just him being out for the rest of this season that's him being out for the rest of 2019 as well and all of a sudden you have two seasons lost from Shohei Otani that is absolute worst case scenario I'm talking about Shohei Otani on the mound but back in the lineup let's see if the Angels can make a run at this thing but things if they weren't looking bleak before they certainly are now coming up next your guys' mailbag questions, but first, you want to sponsor the show, know someone that does, hit me up, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. That Friday mailbag from last weekend, now in your special edition Monday mailbag, coming at you after these messages. Monday mailbag special edition, and once again, apologies for no episode last Friday. We worked through the technical difficulties. We got through it, but... Team Hendricks at Team Hendricks one asks me, what does your AL All-Star Game ballot look like? And I tell you what, man, um, I, I got to be honest. I find that the fan voting has been absolutely phenomenal in the American League this year. I can't I look around and see the leaders right now and I can't really argue anyone. I know we were pushing hard for Andrelton Simmons to get in for the Angels earlier. But uh, let's face it, with the way he's faded since his injury, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, he played well in the Baltimore series, of course, but Manny Machado is the clear-cut winner there. Um, in the outfield, I think the fan voting has nailed all three of those guys, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, and Mike Trout. That is your, your, your bona fide outfield there, I think the best that you could put together. Not too many other guys can make a case to sneak in there, in my opinion. DH, J.D. Martinez was lighting the world on fire over in Boston. Well-deserved as a starting DH. You got Wilson Ramos at catcher. Um 
and Jose Ramirez over at, at, at second base, or was that third base? I'm trying to no, because it's Altuve at second, and Jose Ramirez at third. Like all of those guys are putting up the best statistics at their respective positions this season. I have no beef, and quite frankly, I wouldn't change a single thing with how the AL lineup is is shaping up for the All Star game. Now your starter, where do you turn to? Right, Paxton's been good in stretches for the Mariners. Um, you also have Corey Kluber, who's been phenomenal, Chris Sale, Luis Severino, who leads the league in wins. But I'm giving the ball to Justin Verlander to start the American League All-Star for the American League in the All-Star game. He has been phenomenal ever since last season, and I know that doesn't take into account 2018, your All-Star validity, but he has been he has been phenomenal ever since winning the World Series. There has been no drop-off, and if anything, he has elevated his game ever since the trade over to the Astros and them taking a risk and taking on that contract. But, man, he has been a sight to see. He is good, you know, every single night out for six, seven, eight innings. He'll give up more than likely two runs or less, pick up at least seven or eight strikeouts along the way. He is as close to automatic as we have currently in Major League Baseball. So Justin Verlander would get my nod for the American League all-star game uh blake tyler at blakers mvic asks us as the injuries continue to pile up do you think we see griffin canning get called up in the next month or two i could i could certainly see it uh, he struggled in his latest outing he was the second to last outing um for the salt lake bees but at the same time this is a guy that's continuing to get stretched out still only going you know four five six innings at a time he hasn't gotten to that seven or eight inning mark because again this is still only a second professional season um but a guy that was thought to advance very quick through the minor league system and why not why not at the very least give him a shot at the end of the year throw him in the bullpen especially when rosters expand in september see what you got throw him in a couple of games um and see how he fares against big league pitching at this point in his development because potentially he could factor into the rotation in 2019 come opening day quite frankly um and i know that was one of the questions that i got asked as well from brandon stewart at b stewart 05 give me your 2019 and 2020 opening day lineups players to bring up from salt lake what factors will billy consider service time development etc well I, I find it impossible to give maybe not impossible but it would take a deep dive to, to go into your 2020 opening day lineups, and it's impossible to factor in any possible free agent signings or trades. So 2019, here's my shot. You got Luis Valbuena coming off the books. Ian Kinsler, I think both of them are as good as gone. Martin Maldonado is going to stay at catcher. Um, Zach Cozart still signed for two more years after this, though I think he slides over to second for 2019. You have Simmons and Cozart up the middle still forming one of the best defensive uh middle infield pairings in all of baseball as we thought we had with Simmons and Kinsler not to say Kinsler's uh defense has been has been bad but offensively not quite as sharp of course and that allows the Angels to pursue another third base option or a second base option the flexibility with Cozart allows you to pursue a free agent I know we got Manny Machado on the mind but it looks like he's sticking around it short and I don't think the Angels make a play for him simply because the money is going to be absurd um but at third, Josh Donaldson, you know, even though he's having a rough season, I could see the Angels making a play after him, though an aging veteran at this point. I know a former MVP winner um, in 2015. The name is certainly big enough, whether or not that Billy Epler likes what he sees out of there and he chooses to go with another guy that's up there in age. But the flexibility of Cozart gives you a chance. Maybe David Fletcher even gets a full season chance, depending on how he does the rest of this season as well. Maybe he sticks around at second or third. So that that's 
that is a lot predicated on how David Fletcher finishes out the year. At first base, I think it is Matt Tace. Matt Tace has been hitting at both AA and AAA this season. At that point in time, that'll be the right time for him to enter into the Angels starting lineup. I think he'll get a late call-up in September as well, especially if the team is out of contention, get an extended look, and then more than likely Brent Camp, I think, as the first base option in 2019 um, starting on opening day in the outfield it's Upton and Trout no doubt and in right field does Cole Calhoun save his season or is it time to call up somebody else I know I'm going to hear from a couple of you guys that Joe Adele I, I don't think he's going to be up that quickly though he is certainly towering through um, the bottom levels of the Angels minor league system though I think Joe Adele uh, I don't want to say he gets a call up to double a by the end of the year because he's still striking out a lot despite putting up some gaudy numbers at the high A level. But I could see them getting him getting a taste of double A but still beginning next season in the minors with maybe a late season 2019 call up. I think it's way too advanced to think that uh, a kid that was drafted out of high school, mind you, last year is going to be up and with the 2019 opening day line. 2020? Yeah, you just might. Jemai Jones has sort of fallen off the radar as of late. Remember, the Angels were trying him out at second base. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be progressed quick enough to get up uh, to the 2019 opening day lineup. The spot has to be filled with free agency. You also have, in the rotation, you're still going to have Andrew Heaney, Tyler Skaggs, Garrett Richards. There is a major, major decision coming from the Angels brass on Garrett Richards this offseason, and it's predicated on him pitching well the rest of this season right now the angels are at no point i think considering to bring him along um and and re-sign him as of right now the injury risk has been far too great his entire uh his entire career and especially the last couple of years can you trust him enough to offer him that that multi-year deal i don't think so i don't think the angels will at this point unless he shows you something the rest of this season but one two-year deal I think that's all you're going to see Garrett Richards get three years is quite the commitment for a guy that hasn't proven to stay healthy 12 starts in the last two years coming into this season uh, and now having that quad issue that has kept him out a little bit and I hate knocking guys for injury issues I really do um, it, a lot of time you know these athletes take care of their bodies so well at this high of a level there's so many guys in place and positions to keep all of these athletes healthy and strength and conditioning coaches and athletic trainers and nutritionists that trust me man these guys do all they can to stay healthy and injuries that pile up especially for certain guys it just it sucks it sucks to see um and i felt bad for garrett richards over the last couple of years because the potential is certainly there but i see the angels re-signing him but not to anything long term and not anything ludicrous as well but Shohei Otani I think is your 2019 opening day starter if all goes well if all goes well with the PRP and stem cell injection but might have to get creative with some trades you know Griffin Canning I mentioned might factor into the rotation Heaney and Skaggs have been serviceable and above average this year Jaime Berea certainly factors in but maybe that's the offseason that Billy Epter tries to cash in on a free agent arm who knows the free agent market this offseason is supposed to be a historic one with Machado and, and Harper leading the way, of course. So we'll see if that's where uh, Billy Epler was saving the big bucks um, from this past offseason. Um, one more question to get to. Mike M. at Wireless Chaos has a specific question about the show moving forward. 
Are you going to have gear grinding days more than once a week now? Obviously, with Lucas co-hosting, and he took one of my favorite segments <laughs> on the Thursday episode, Thursday Gear Grinder. So maybe that means I'll have to do, I don't know, do I do a Wednesday Gear Grinder or a Friday follow-up Gear Grinder to everything that Lucas does? We'll have to wait and see. I think this week, I'm going to let maybe, mm, I want to set the stage for him. Maybe Wednesday, I'll do a gear grinder to end the show. In addition to a Wild West Wednesday, looking taking a look around the American League West, I want to do uh, a gear grinder as well because I, I would hate to leave that segment. I think you guys getting two from maybe both sides of the coin, and maybe Lucas and I can get together. This is something that we haven't talked about, by the way. I'm just totally going off the cuff here. But maybe it's something that Lucas and I can sort of plan ahead for um, and then discuss together to kind of give you both sides of an argument um, and, and see what both of us have to say. And I think it creates an awesome little uh, duality for you guys to enjoy and listen to. I think moving forward, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited having Lucas on the show. He's been awesome and is just his first go around. You guys will get two more episodes from him this week. And like I said, we'll coordinate for uh, some some back-to-back gear grinders here and get on both sides of the argument. Because when we argue, uh, let me tell you why, it, it gets fun. And obviously, we won't be in the same room, but it's always entertaining when the two of us have sports arguments to discuss. But as for this episode, that's going to do it, guys. Once again, I am Patrick Zajac, your host of Locked On Angels. You can find me on Twitter at OtherPatZajac. But most importantly, be sure to follow the show at Locked On Angels. Angels. Uh, LockedOnAngels.com is where you can find the main show website. LockedOnSports.com as well. Um, brand new venture that we've been bringing out over the last few months to you. And of course, the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to us. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. All of that good stuff wherever you can find podcasts. We're there. I gotta get out of here. Get ready for my for my weekend, man. Eugene Emerald. Finally break their seven game losing streak for all of you keeping track at home. Take it easy, guys. See you later. Peace.